0: This week on Breaking Badness, today we discuss Check Marks the Spot, a number of software supply chain attacks linked to the Lofi Gang attack group, according to an analysis by Checkmarks. Next up, the disinformation superhighway, the FBI warns of disinformation threats before the U.S. 2022 midterms, and our fun game, Two Truths and a Lie. With that, Breaking Badness is next. Welcome to the Breaking Badness Podcast, episode number 134, recorded on October 10th, 2022. I'm your co-host, Callie, not the Linux Fensel. With me is co-host Taylor, dependencies for you and me, Wilkes Pierce. And last but not least, Tim, seize the day, Helming. Welcome, everybody.
1: And here I thought you had invented Callie Linux.
0: I know. I felt so clever. Um, I did want to ask you both: Is uh, do you pronounce it Callie Linux or yeah. is okay? No. You know, yep. this is this is my new argument for all the people that think my name is Kaylee.
1: Oh yeah, no, <laughs> no. They, that that proves them wrong.
0: I yeah, that's what I thought. So there, I do know somebody whose name is Kaylee, spells it the same way. But now I have a really good argument against that.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and the Kali Linux uh, uh, symbol is a dragon. So that's cool too. So yeah, yeah, you know, Kali Linux, there are so many different Linux distributions. One time I wrote a product management document where uh, I put in a little Easter egg to find out if the people who were supposed to read the doc were actually reading it because I, I listed the supported Linux distributions for this particular release. And one of them I included was Hannah Montana Linux, (laughs) (laughs) which actually did exist for some weird reason. uh, Really? But we did not actually truly intend to support it with that particular product.
2: Was it a rel (laughs) clown?
0: What about um, Alexis Texas Linux? Which was the name of Hannah Montana before they landed on Hannah Montana? Fun fact.
1: Is that actually true? Yeah. What a great trivia!
0: I know. I know this because I wrote a paper about Hannah Montana in college, as you do.
1: Incredible. Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Wow. I could talk about all the funky papers I wrote forever, (laughs) but I know. I know that's not why we're here today.
2: (laughs) I say publish them.
0: Publish them. Publish my uh, Marxist take yep. on uh, TLC's "What Not to Wear."
2: Okay, yep. at least get it on Twitter. I
0: I, re- I recently found that in the pile of papers because you know, like when your parents are trying to like get rid of all your stuff, like they like they want their house back. Basically, that's that's what's going on.
1: Yeah, a rite of passage.
0: Yeah, they're like, so here's all your papers, and I'm like, wow, I I picked some fun topics. <laughs> I did get an A on that paper, though. It's very important to me that listeners know that. Of
1: course you do. <laughs> we had no doubt.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, maybe we should we should jump into it. What do you guys say? Let's go. All right. So uh, first up is check marks the spot. And a number of notable software supply chain cyber incidents have been linked to Lofi Gang, an attack group that has been operating for over a year, uh, according to uh, an analysis by Checkmarks. So, um, Taylor, Tay Tay, you know what doesn't seem to be in short supply? Supply chain attacks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not at all. I know. Uh, yeah, just the latest in the long line of many. I was kind of thinking about this and prepping for this, uh, You know, re- reading into... Uh stuff from hey, you know, we have left pad in, in March of twenty sixteen, the <laughs> first time we, we started to see this pop up. Uh and a little more recently. Uh we actually talked about this in the podcast back in February of twenty one, uh on some dependency bugs that were allowing folks to spread malicious packages uh in in some of the JFrog stuff. So uh, you know, this has been a, a running theme for us, I think. Uh, And, you know, this one's kind of interesting in that the Checkmarks folks decided to build a database of basically a historical database for packages (laughs) because what they were noticing is that the different uh, package repository folks would clean off the malicious packages, which makes a ton of sense. Uh, But it it kind of made evidence capture difficult and connecting the dots on some of the stuff difficult, so they decided to do it themselves. So that led them to connecting connections between uh, three reports from Sonotype, from JFrog, from SecureList, uh, that all to them look to be connected on the back end uh, if you can if you kind of tie all the different malicious packages together. And so they are dubbing this all kind of the Lofi gang. Although Lofi was a part of uh, some of the research that had gone on before, so it's not like Lofi came out of complete left field. I mean, they do have a YouTube channel uh, <laughs> and a GitHub repo and a giant Discord server. Uh, But certainly, I think the the check marks folks are are kind of connecting the dots between uh, a couple of incidents that we've seen over the last year or so.
0: Gotcha. And I I had a less technical question for you, which is, um, so you said low fee. I feel like we're running into another naming conundrum, like Kaylee Callie um, last week. Was it zero day or O day? Is it low fee or low fi, do we think? We are...
1: I really want it to be lo-fi. Like the, uh, oh, like yeah, the lo-fi, lo-fi gang? Fi
0: idea, yeah, like, but, uh, like hi-fi.
1: But that seems like a dumb way to spell it because they spell it with a Y for right. folks who are just listening to this. Lo-fi. So, yeah, I don't know. And they
2: spelled it themselves, right? They've, it's too late for them to go back now. They've already got the YouTube channel and the following. Maybe someone else had so.
1: already registered lo fi Yep.
2: <laughs> this is just a phishing attempt on yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's
1: so hard to always be the second banana there.
0: Naming things <laughs> is hard. We know that because of the show Cougar Town. It's very hard to name things. Um so, <laughs> Well,
1: I like I like Lo Fi Gang personally.
0: I like Lo Fi Gang too. If I could, you know, be in charge of that, that's what I would do. But um I guess that's easy from an outsider's perspective to say what we would do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I th- I like Loafy Gang. I think Lofi Gang fits. I think if you look at that kind of end result of all their actions, seems kind of like they're loafing
0: around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so um so we've been talking about check smart check marks. I really want to say check marks, but um you know Taylor uh, maybe just to back it up a little bit. Can we talk about you know who this group is for those who might be unaware?
2: Yeah. So the the Loafy Gang folks are. It, again they're not hiding so when i say they've got a youtube channel and a discord uh channel and they've also got uh you know a github page with uh things like their um (laughs) just all the different uh like tooling that they put out is available backdoored by the way so the no honor among thieves here uh but this is a group that they're they're thinking is uh is out of brazil just Based off the, the naming conventions of some of the file names and some and obviously like their uh, YouTube channel, there's a lot of Portuguese language there. So um, you know, I think that's kind of why they're tying those together. But uh, you know that that could be a complete faint. You never know. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll dub that with medium confidence, okay. <laughs> medium to low
0: confidence. <laughs> cool. So um, but um, so that's the low fee gang, But what about the group that made the discovery?
2: You mean the check marks? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Oh,
2: application security company. They've been around since 06. Uh, So yeah, they're they're a known quantity. Um, So they do kind of application security and app dev security. So you might see this is right in their wheelhouse, you might say. Um, So that's why they started collecting this data and and grabbing the historical package data uh, to help really connect the dots on this stuff.
0: When you say historical data, you know, they have... So Lofi Gang has a YouTube channel and everything. Historical Mm -hmm. data, like myspace no historical
2: (laughs) like the actual packages themselves so uh you know they'll they'll create malicious packages that have very similar names to well-used packages or maybe have uh like higher version numbers if folks are going off version control uh and then they will kind of flood the different package management systems with these these fake these malicious packages and a lot of times the packages themselves uh are clean but the packages also refer to uh, to modules that are malicious, so they can kind of swap out the malicious modules from the fake, kind of clean-looking packages that they'll produce that, that look again a lot like very commonly used uh, repositories and things like that that are, that are used uh, in in the Node JS ecosystem for this particular attack.
0: Okay, and and you had mentioned um, I think that. Um, they've had their Discord server for. It was created about a year ago, um, mm-hmm. almost to the day, which was Halloween. Which do, it seems like there might be meaning behind that, but maybe not. But you know, let's wildly speculate.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's safe to assume they're just big Halloween fans, um, and that's kind of why they started it on that day. On that day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> excellent that's that's good timing I mean it's better than the Hocus Pocus 2 launch which was not on Halloween um missed opportunity there but anyway (laughs) that's a whole other discussion (laughs) (laughs) so um so check smart I'm so sorry I keep doing that check marks I guess I can't work there ever if I can't say their name right um
1: well, we don't want you ever to work there because we want you I, to keep working.
0: Here. I, w- I want me to work here, too. And that's very important <laughs> for you to know. <laughs> I can say our name. <laughs> um, so this blog mentions checkmarks, launched a tracker to, um, website to share their findings on um, on this group. Is, is there anything special we should know about how to use it?
2: Uh, you know, if you are interested and you want to dive into this a little bit, there is the lofigang.info uh, site that the checkmarks folks have put together. It, it's kind of their collection of the malicious packages that they're attributing to the lofi gang, uh, as well as the data off of, like, the, I think you've pulled the packet, the malicious packages themselves to take a look at it. I think that's part of their thing. Is, hey, we wanted to grab this stuff and, and preserve it for posterity so we can do this type of retro hunting to do these, to find the connections on these types of campaigns. Uh, You know, even if in this case, they're just kind of mostly stealing Discord (laughs) tokens and uh, building up people's Instagram followers.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. So I guess maybe let's lead this into our hoodie rating system, which um, if you're a newer listener, um, we finish off each article discussion by rating it from one to 10 hoodies. Um, One being, um, this is not so bad, and 10 being, this is an absolute catastrophe. Um, We picked hoodies because it's the stereotypical um, attire of a hacker. Um, So given this information, um, Taylor and Tim, um, what would I get? Let's start with Tim, actually, because, uh, you know, Taylor's the one that's been talking What would you say um, this particular thread is from 1 to 10 hoodies?
1: I don't think we have enough information right now to ultimately know how many of these poisoned packages will make their way into the the supply chain of legitimate uh, software. So I'm going to hedge a little bit and I'm going to say... 4.5 4.5 hoodies and, uh, that's taking into account, not just, it's a, I'm, I'm broadening it out a little bit and saying what low fee, Lo fi, whatever you call them gang is doing, um, is certainly problematic here. And there could be more of the same. They don't have the, um, uh, they haven't cornered the market on this kind of activity. And we know that, um, there are Definitely issues with the supply chain, which the um, executive order about the software bill of materials uh, is designed to sort of help prevent some of these problems, but it's um, it's not a panacea. So, so I think these are as a category. I think this kind of poisoned supply chain issue is going to be significant. Um, but, you know, we're not seeing the sky falling right now. So anyway, that puts me at 4,500 millihoodies.
0: Excellent. Um, Taylor, how about you? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know, it's
2: interesting. The, there's definitely a lot of persistence here. <laughs> these folks are, are flooding the zone with, with, these, with these packages. I, again, they're also turning the, like, the guns around on their like, followers as well. So they're teaching folks how to use some of these things, uh, but then also like, the malicious packages they're giving folks to use are backdoored as well. So again, no honor among thieves here. It, it is interesting that they've spent all this effort uh, and what seems to be what they're getting out of it are like Discord tokens and credit card numbers, it, you know, from what we, the stuff that we usually think about in, in terms of threats. They they kind of fall on the lower impact of the scale, but they're buzzing and annoying and persistent. Uh, yeah, I'll go four. I think four hoodies is, is right for this. You know, I think it's one of those things where you've got to really I don't know that you're going to see this on uh <laughs> on front page news anytime soon.
0: Gotcha. All I nice.
1: think no honor among thieves <laughs> should be on the breaking badness bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> because because it's relevant like all the time
0: absolutely uh it's a and i think it's the perfect saying for this all right well thank you so much taylor for those insights i appreciate that we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back more breaking badness is coming at you
1: Well, hello there, Breaking Badness listener. Thank you so much for being with us today. And hey, if you are enjoying Breaking Badness, why not hit that subscribe button? And hey, tell a friend or two about the podcast while you're at it. And of course, we always welcome those reviews and ratings. Helps us make a better show for you. So help us help you here on Breaking Badness. And now, back to the action.
0: Welcome back to Breaking Badness. We are going to discuss our next article, which is the disinformation superhighway. Um, The Federal Bureau of Investigation, a.k.a. the FBI, warns of foreign influence operations that might spread disinformation to affect the results of this year's U.S. midterm elections. Um, All right, Tim, so... This seems pretty cut and dry, um, but definitely worth discussing um, as midterms are a month away. Um, so when articles like this say foreign actors intensify their efforts to influence outcomes, what what where exactly are we seeing that?
1: Well, uh, yeah, and I, I kind of love the way that they hedge about this in saying, you know, we may see some... Uh, they, influence operations that might spread disinformation. Uh, hello, these things are all over the place, spreading disinformation at a furious rate all the time. But I understand they have to take a bit of a, uh, a cautious uh, tone with these kinds of warnings. But absolutely, social media is ground zero of what they're talking about. And it has been for several election cycles that we've seen. This time isn't any different. Um So the advisory from the FBI and CISA mentions, quote, publicly available, uh, and sorry, let me say that again. So the, uh, advisory from the FBI and CISA mentions, quote, publicly available and dark web media channels, online journals, messaging applications, spoofed websites, emails, and text messages as some of the methods. Uh, social media is still where it's really happening. And by the way, uh, I don't mean to downplay the significance of, like, for example, those spoofed websites. Sometimes the social media campaign is um, posts on Facebook or Twitter or wherever it is that are referencing those spoofed websites. So these things all work in a large ecosystem of disinformation, Um, but yeah, the, 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 The disinfo campaigns are trying to reach as many individuals as they possibly can. And overwhelmingly, it's the case that the big time social media platforms are the vehicles that they would use to do that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I was reading that article. I was thinking it was a very wink, wink, nudge, nudge that it's social media, but they didn't outright say it. Remember when social media was like, it was way, there was a simpler time. And uh yes, and
1: everybody was nice to each other and there was no such thing as trolls.
0: <laughs> and we just shared cat pictures and that said I can has cheeseburger and
1: that really is what the internet was for. It cat was.
0: pictures. It was it was a golden age and now we are where we are.
2: <laughs> We're still in the eternal September. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um so there's there are companies and there are organizations out there that for sure know that they would be targets for disinformation, you know, but what about smaller companies that might think, you know, that would never happen to us. We're not really a target. You know, what should they be looking for, do you think, um, you know, to know that they are in fact a target?
1: Well, I think Companies, As far as these politically motivated disinformation campaigns are concerned, companies themselves, by and large, probably aren't targets of disinformation. Now, if it's a company that happens to be doing something that the foreign actors or those candidates, let's say that the foreign actors are supporting, uh, don't like, then sure, that company could be a target of a hack or something like that. And, you know, if you see organizations like Planned Parenthood, for example, which has been in the crosshairs of lots of different kinds of attacks, that's not a surprise. But I don't think that's chiefly what um, CISA and FBI are talking about in this particular case. They're mostly talking about these disinformation campaigns that are meant to reduce folks' confidence in the electoral process, um, to make people think that elections are not trustworthy and that they've been rigged which, of course, then makes it easier to support these narratives that if elections don't come out the way uh, a certain party wants them to, well, they can just contend that, hey, we knew ahead of time that this was probably a compromised election and now look, it indeed has turned out to be. That kind of thing is not generally specifically targeting small organizations. That's targeting blocks of voters as, uh, as big groups
0: that makes sense um so what so what in your opinion you know again as we wildly speculate um what steps should targets of disinformation take as as we gear up for this election and you know just future elections as well
1: yeah so one of the things to keep in mind is that there is a an echo chamber aspect to all of this which is very significant so as an example, within my own Twitter sphere, which is very InfoSec oriented, not exclusively, but a lot of it, um, I tend personally not to see a lot of content that is clearly trying to push those false narratives directly. uh, Except I do see people quote tweeting it and referring to it and whatnot, and pointing out examples of it as part of these uh, disinformation campaigns. But Uh, you know, if you are a person who maybe occupies other social spheres, um, uh, folks that are uh, 2020 election deniers or already think that there are, you know, there's rampant election fraud going on in the United States, those folks are going to be targeted with more of this disinformation because they're not really trying to change the minds of people who don't already believe those things. What they're trying to do is stoke the fires and Build up even more of a groundswell among the people who already distrust the process to uh, make them distrust it even further. So that's where you see, I think, a lot of this uh, this targeting going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes you know all the sense in the world, um, and you know maybe this question you know kind of uh, you know gets answered by that previous answer you had Tim but um, because you know we're talking about people targeting people who are already apt to believe you know an election or a previous election had been stolen but um, you know this art this article said that Americans are um, quote urged to use trusted sources only so so my question you know just from you know an infosec point of view is you know well if those outlets are targeted, and you're supposed to trust that target it seems like it's kind of a catch 22 so so you know what's the citizen to do in that instance if that were to happen
1: right yeah it totally sounds like a catch 22 but i think i can help unwrap it a little bit because i think there are two kinds of targeting that we could think of and if we mix them up it could make this a little bit more confusing but so from a disinformation campaign perspective a targeted news source could be one of the major Newspapers like the New York Times or the Washington Post. It could be the websites or social media profiles of uh, government agencies or officials. And targeting in this case means creating stories that say, hey, the New York Times is lying to you. The Washington Post is lying to you. The... um, you know, these elections officials who say that our elections are secure are lying to you. That's the kind of targeting that is disinformation targeting. Now, the other kind of targeting that we could think about would be actually hacking them, you know, trying to disrupt or deface these websites or or compromise these news sites or whatever. And so that second kind of targeting, if there were hacking going on, now that could create a catch-22 because if Siza says, trust the conventional news outlets and you go on the conventional news outlet and it turns out that it's been hacked, then um, then you've got a real catch-22. But the reality here is I think that it's not real likely, you know those kinds of successful hacks against um, uh, against major organizations like that are not real common and when they do happen, they are discovered and known almost immediately. So the targeting, is more like seeing these organizations or officials or whatever dragged through the mud in these uh, disinformation campaigns.
0: Thanks, Tim. I think that helps a lot. So, and I guess just to be clear, uh, there has been no evidence found that cyber activity actually changed the outcome of an election via changing votes or adding additional votes, correct? Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. So the, uh, and you know, Chris Krebs got himself fired for saying that basically, right? But that, but he was saying exactly the right thing um, was that, uh, and by the way, I think he's probably doing okay these days. Uh, Don't think I need to worry about him too much. Um, Yeah. And, and this was something that I was saying for years too, which is that um, if you're a foreign power and you want to hack the, US elections, you don't necessarily hack them by going in and connecting to network connected voting infrastructure and changing the columns, the tallies in the different columns. No, you hack it by psyops, you hack it by disinformation, you hack it by doing exactly what we do see them doing um, with these campaigns that are potentially changing patterns of how people are going to vote rather than actually getting into that infrastructure itself. So the FBI says, normally, you know, anytime the government says, hey, you don't have to worry about this thing, it's fine. It tends to, (laughs) for me, and for a lot of people, I think, raise a little bit of suspicion that uh, they're protesting too much. And maybe we should be exactly worried about the thing that they're raising. But in this case, where they say, you know, we're not seeing evidence that uh, foreign actors are actually infiltrating election infrastructure and changing vote counts. I think that's true. I, I think that is not something we're seeing evidence of, uh, nor is it something we should be worried about. But the misinformation campaigns cert- certainly would love for their constituents, so to speak, to think that that is the case, especially if the elections don't come out the way you know they want them
0: to. Absolutely. So um, when you say we don't have to fear that they're going into the infrastructure, we don't have to start thinking about maybe faxing our uh, our ballots in.
1: Well, you know, it's so funny because uh, <laughs> fax actually, in some respect, is pretty secure because you have to literally wiretap a phone line to get in right. the middle of a fax. Yeah, and here in Washington State, we've been lines. faxing
2: our votes in for years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, faxing, like wiretapping turns out to be of a physical line turns out to be a little bit tricky. Uh, not something tons of people are, are good at doing. No, I think we're, I think we're okay.
0: Yeah. Everybody dumps on faxing so much. And you know, even my millennial self is like, no, that's pretty secure. Why are, why are we making fun of it so much?
1: Yeah, it is. It is kind of funny. Um, boy, faxing and, uh, uh, for some reason faxing just also makes me think of dot matrix printers they they don't have anything to do with each other necessarily but you know gradually i mean the, Barry, the fax machine
2: was invented in 1843 so <laughs> yeah, it's a little older than the <laughs> dot matrix <laughs> the print. Rich uh tapestry of of our, of our country's history you should use it for voting it's
1: <laughs> yeah it's got a very established uh, uh yeah it, it was part of telegraph uh Technology, way, way back. It's true. You don't hear dot matrix printers around the airport as much as you did until pretty recently. I, I have noticed that. They're starting to really actually go away. But I think at rental car counters, they're still all about dot okay. matrix.
2: I, yeah, that, that noise is uh, <laughs> foundational to those of us who grew up around them.
0: <laughs> Look at us over here solving things, maybe got, we've got ideas cooking. So, um, so I guess, you know, with that, uh, we, we will go into our hoodie rating. Uh, I've got some, some thoughts on how this might go, but um, Taylor, having listened to this, what would you rate this hoodie wise?
2: Uh, I mean, we don't we generally talk about these CISA advisors as, 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 uh, on the goodie scale?
0: Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. It could, it could be a good. I think I was just coming at it from, uh, the, the disinformation part of it. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a hoodie. Um, but yeah, we, we could definitely approach it from the goodie angle as well, because, um, this, this is important to be aware of. And, uh, and we've got some good, uh, some good notes and takeaways from this discussion. So, you know, knowing that Taylor, you know, take it away. How, how would you rate this?
2: Uh, one, oh, well, half a goodie.
0: Half a goodie.
2: (laughs) You know, these types of reports are interesting. It's useful to look at how these things get tied together and how disinformation mixes into social media and how folks can use, like, the tiniest piece of even, like, a legitimate news link to spread disinformation, let alone setting up entire rings of disinformation sites like we've seen on a scale over the last couple of years, uh... I just don't know that anyone whose mind is going to be changed by reading the cc report is going to pick it up and read it
0: (laughs) that's fair (laughs) um so half half a goodie
2: half half a goodie so like a a whole half of a whatever the opposite of a hoodie is um (laughs) Uh,
0: what is the opposite of a, a hoodie that's a great question
1: the opposite of a hoodie Oh yeah. you mean the like garment officer? Yeah. Garment hoodies, yeah. Wow. Uh that like a swimsuit?
2: <laughs> Is it? yeah. It maybe. Huh. I think it's a swimsuit. Tank a tank top? It's a half a tank top.
0: <laughs> a crop top. That's a crop top, Taylor.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sun's out. the sun's out.
0: <laughs> sun's out, guns out.
2: Barely.
1: Barely. <laughs>
0: All right, ha- half a goodie, that's, that's totally fine. How about you, Tim?
1: Well, I'm going to look at it in a fairly different way, and that is looking at the threat that's represented by the disinformation campaigns, rather than the goodie of the, um, of CIsa putting out the advisory about it, the, these disinformation campaigns have been vastly, profoundly damaging um, over the last couple of years. And, uh, well, I shouldn't say a couple of years, over the last 10 years, I would say, um, there's been a, a huge amount of damage. And the uh, aggressive tactics of the spreaders of this disinformation are continuing and are, are very uh, aggressive. So I know somebody, for example, who works professionally in the world of uh, education about these kinds of disinformation campaigns, and they are being specifically targeted, and with some um, with some force behind it. And it's it's not cool at all. So um, so the bigger picture of this is like uh, nine hoodies, but not from a hacking cyber perspective necessarily, but more from a uh, yeah you know adding to the chaos of the world. It's sure. actually it's probably just a full on ten hoodies um, yeah from from that perspective
0: yeah i i i tend to agree with that i it's it's rough out there um i and i don't know if we necessarily we we won't have the answers on one podcast unfortunately Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah thank you so much Tim, for for going through that i i hope that um it's it's some good takeaways for for listeners out there
1: yeah yeah it's just you know we live in topsy-turvy times
0: yeah unfortunately that's the case all we can do um you know is is our best and present you know the facts that that we have you know and and trust the the sources you know that you know we'd mentioned above and uh I think they're good. They're good takeaways. But, you know, as you mentioned, you know, those that are probably more prone to disinformation are probably not reading the CISA announcement or report rather. So that's yeah, it's it's just rough out there. But, you know, it's good to have. It's good information to have. And, you know, we'll take that, you know, moving forward. So, at, so now that we've covered our two articles, um, let's dive into our game: two truths and a lie. If you are a newer listener, um, we play a game every every show. Um, you might be familiar with where um, one person um, provides us three details. In this case, um, they are three article or industry article headlines. Two of them will be true and one of them will be the lie. So our designated liar this week is uh, Taylor, a.k.a. Tay Tay. Um, What do you have for us today?
2: Well, I've got two truths and one lie. I God. see. Oh, I
0: see what you did there. You're starting <clears throat> out. Saw
1: that one.
2: In honor, of Kelsey, not being here, we've, uh, we're doing pun edition.
0: Fun. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Excellent. Okay.
2: So here we go. Uh, so three stories r- ripped from the headlines. Uh, uh, so this one I'm calling plain silly. Uh, U.S. airport websites hit by suspected pro-Russian cyber attacks. Second stories. Tied up in knots, large pretzel factory hit with malware. The last one. This bar was open after hours. The State Bar of Georgia confirms data breach following a ransomware attack.
0: All of those are so fun. Mm. I like what Mm -hmm. you did there. Mm
1: -hmm. I really want the pretzel factory one actually to be true because that's just sort of silly. I mean, I don't want any of these to be true, of course, uh, but, and I do like your bar open after hours pun for the Bar Association. Uh, I don't know, Callie, you got any ideas? This is,
0: I, I'm sort
1: of between, I think I'm between the second and third one myself.
0: I, so, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but I'm looking through the industry articles Um, and because uh, you know trying to put together some ideas for the show and I don't feel like I've come across anything about a pretzel factory and I want it to be true because you know it's a pretzel factory but I just I think that's the lie and I think I have to go with my gut
1: yeah I think I think that's the one I'm on also so yeah Put me down for that. All
2: right, you guys got yes. me. You got me. That <laughs> I, I tried to be a little too silly.
0: But you know the what? Uh, I, the, I like... the
1: airports one is interesting actually. So I know that one is true, and I've seen people looking at it. No. And I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to sort of gauge whether that's a really big deal, in the sense. I mean, obviously, airport websites taken down. That sounds. Huge, but then when you think about, well, it's mostly the airline websites that, if you're a traveler, you're concerned. I mean, I never look at my local airport's website. I once in a while will see if I can never, find never. out how long the security lines are and stuff like that. But it's really not. Wait, you, know,
0: you can do that?
1: Try yeah, you can. Well, <gasps> maybe possibly not today, but <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: not, right, not today, but but yeah. you know, when when so, I'm, tra- but when we're I mean, traveling some, this some week, some
1: airports do that. So, you know, that might not be available or you might not be able to find out what you already knew, which is that the parking lot is completely full and you'll have to park in overflow parking. So I don't know if it's as big a deal as it sort of sounds like, but I don't know. Maybe it is.
0: I don't know either, but I will say that the pretzel story, while maybe outlandish, it was very creative
1: <laughs> yeah, I like
0: points that. for Absolutely. creativity,
2: but no points for the game board as I fall farther and farther behind.
0: You're just like you're you're very
1: well. Neither of us tr- is ever gonna catch Kelsey. I mean, we just know that.
0: <laughs> I yeah. How did she make like? How did she make that huge jump? Like
1: she's just that good. She's that good. I know.
0: All right. Yeah. That. Well, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, when I'm subbing in for her that, you know, I can help her maintain her record. I think I've only missed one, which. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've been very good. It makes me it makes me very happy because well, because I'm not playing for myself. I feel like, you know, as a proxy, I have to. I
1: know that does raise the pressure.
0: I know. I'm just like, if it was just me, I'd be like, you know what? You win some, you lose some. But I'm just like, well, I have someone else's reputation to uphold. <laughs> So, all right. Well, th- this was fun.
1: It was, as you always.
0: Guys, you guys are fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to hanging with Taylor this week at Wild West Hackenfest. And um, I'm sorry. I'll wave to you to-
1: as I'm flying over uh, South Dakota. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry we're all split up a little bit.
1: <laughs> that is the, uh, That is the nature of what we do. And we're going to make the most of it
0: absolutely it's gonna be fun we're gonna we're gonna come back with some stories um we'll meet some new people maybe uh introduce some new people to the pod
1: i was gonna say maybe even uh record some uh voices from infosec on the road style we'll we'll just have to see
0: it will be fantastic all right well thank you both i i I had a great time talking with you both today and uh we will we will be back next week bye y'all goodbye That's about all we have for this week. You can find us on Twitter at domaintools. All of the articles and IOCs mentioned today will be included in our blog post, which can be found at domaintools.com/resources/podcasts. Catch us every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we publish our podcast and blog. We'll see you next week on another episode of Breaking Badness. Until then, remember: don't drink and click.